Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, IGN Gamescom in Germany edition. You know, you're German pair. You yeah. should be the one doing this, but I'm taking over for you. I'm Brian Altano. This is Per Schneider. This is Zach Ryan, your weekly Nintendo Voice Chat crew here from IGN, the greatest and latest Nintendo show in the universe. Ooh. It's our the new latest. title. Wow. The latest. Well, it's the like newest, it. right, currently, sure. if you're listening to it. Yep. Uh, lots of Nintendo stuff here at 
Gamescom. Obviously, uh, we've been in this room, we've been producing this live show for a few days, so we haven't necessarily out there playing at all, but it's there, some of it has come to us, so we have a lot to talk about, lots of news this week. Um, first of all, you have to tell people how you say welcome. Willkommen. That's it? Yeah. It's easy. Okay, well, thanks yeah. for your service yeah. today, Perry. You can leave now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nintendo has a huge presence at Gamescom. This was the first time I really got to walk around the show and kind of take in the the sort of just scale of it all. It's terrifying. Yeah, yeah it's pretty. I mean, Nintendo has skipped some uh, some games conventions, yeah. right, in, in, the, in the past when they didn't have a lot of stuff. But they've got, uh, you know, big, uh, pretty big booth display. Um, with you know all the major games, you see like giant Metroid banner. You see you know Hy Hyrule Warriors, a big section for FIFA as well yeah. for the Switch. So you know pretty uh, pretty big presence this year. I was going to yeah. say I think this is my first their first sort of big trade show where they've got Splatoon, they've got Arms, they've Splatoon got, as well. They've yeah. got uh, Metroid, like you said, and, and Mario. So seeing all those characters yep. like represented here has been really cool. So I've been chained to the the desk producing the live show. I haven't had an opportunity to go down and check out any of the booths, uh, Nintendo's or otherwise. Uh, does their booth have a theme uh, like they do at E3 it or does, something like that. It does, and it's, it's waiting. Wait. <laughs> yeah. So if you, if the theme you, is patience. <laughs> if you have 190 minutes to spare this afternoon, Zach, you can sneak down to the floor and play some Splatoon. I don't, but I'm not heartbroken about it. <laughs> so I feel like so I've invested more than enough so time. Splatoon. minutes for Splatoon yeah. too surprised me because Massive obviously it's a game lines. that's out. Yeah. But it's also an event for people who don't own those games yet, sure. right? It's like yep. packs, so people may never have played it, but. Um, some of the newer games, like Mario Odyssey, um, yesterday, 180 minutes yep. wait, so yep. three hours wait. Uh, is the demo, the public demo here, different than the ones we've played at E3? Or no, it looks like that's is roughly the, the same, 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 although they were debuting some new stuff on stage we'll talk about in a bit. Okay. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, long lines. Luckily, people brought their Switches. So, I mean, best way to kill 100 minutes, you know, play some Mario Kart lines. Lots, lots of 3DSs, too. Lots of street passing yep. still. So uh, I don't think people were bored. Ko Koizumi was here yeah. talking about Mario Odyssey. Nice. And this is his first time in Germany, and he had a, f a favorite German treat called the schnitzel, which apparently he liked very much. And I will once again defer to you to explain to our audience what on earth that is. What is the schnitzel? The schnitzel is actually Austrian, sorry. It's from uh, Austria. You know, Wiener schnitzel, you may have heard that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You guys turned it into like a, a, a sausage chain or something. We're Americans. We it's actually, we're I mean, it's a breaded veal pork, uh, a veal cutlet. There's also pork cutlet version. It's yep. breaded and deep fried. So it's <laughs> flattened. You take meat, you hammer it flat because it's, you know, Teutonic. Schnitzel voice Destroy yet. the meat. There we go. And then, yeah, it's delicious. It's really good. It's like tonkatsu in Japanese. Oh, okay. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Yeah. So, yeah, of course he yeah. loved it. Um, so that's, that's some of the biggest news from the show. And that's we're, very <laughs> we're out again. You. you know how to say welcome now. So Welcome to yeah. schnitzel. Stick around yeah. to find out more about schnitzel <laughs> on Nintendo Switch. <laughs> uh, so obviously a lot of games on the show floor. Uh, we got to check out some of them. We got to walk by a lot of people playing FIFA 18, which I think is now making its debut on Switch publicly for the mm -hmm. very first time. Uh, played in both docked and undocked mode on the show floor. Yep. Uh, what do you think of what you saw? So uh, you haven't seen it yet, right? Uh, just the video that we posted. We did a, like a, a hands-on impressions piece. That uh, it looks. This is what we're looking at right here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it looks good. I think it looks remarkable. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, I, I was looking for frame rate hitches. You know, I've, I've covered Nintendo obviously. Uh, you know, way back in the days, and we always got we got competent versions of FIFA games on Nintendo platforms, but right. sometimes they didn't run as smoothly as the the other versions. You know, yeah. just in adapting it, this game ran smoothly. Um, it's it looked like it was lack, lacking a little bit detail in the grass. You saw that a too. A little you flat, know? yeah. A little but flatter. I think that kind of thing is to be expected. Yeah. I think, I mean, the big difference is this This version is missing a core mode, right? Yeah. That's new to the other ones. But it's not, it doesn't look like a bad port. It looks pretty competent. Mm -hmm. And they're just playing 
uh, FIFA on the go, I think, is a, is a really nice thing. Yeah, and I think um, we've been sort of cagey about the way third-party stuff like this, like sort of cross, you know, ports from uh, next-gen consoles will work on Switch. Because the, the sort of language behind a lot of that is like, you know, we are working on a brand new FIFA. It hasn't been like FIFA 2018 or right. last year's <laughs> NBA, blah, 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 blah. Um, people are, you know, a little hesitant to see where this could go. Whoever was playing there just now, somebody just ran to the side and shot the ball out. Is that not a good thing to do <laughs> no. in, in football? I, I hope that wasn't one couldn't of us. Couldn't say. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Uh -huh. I know the field is large and it's covered in men. Yeah. That's, it's very confusing. Anyway, <laughs> soccer coming to Switch. Very excited. Most popular uh, sport. If you want to stab things, Skyrim's also happening. Yeah. Um, that's here too. Only in docked mode. I actually have, or undocked. I have not seen this running on a television yet. Yeah, I feel like that's okay though because that's, that for me is the novelty of Skyrim on Switch. Yeah. Like the hundreds of hours that I've already sunk into Skyrim, the thing that's going to get me to purchase Skyrim again on the Switch is the idea that I can take it on the go. I yeah. can play it on a plane or on a train when I'm coming to Gamescom to have the schnitzel. So I think it's like really exciting like to see you got it. Going <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> on the train, on the plane, yeah, on the Gamescom. It's a rhyme scheme, if you will. Very nice, yeah. <laughs> but I, I do think that that's the biggest selling point for Skyrim, so it totally makes sense to me that they're showing it yeah. undocked only. I totally agree. I, I, we've all played this game to death. Uh, I'm going to play it again because here it is now anywhere. So I think it's a really... The big hook of the system, right? Same story as with FIFA, and again, we haven't seen it docked yet, but undocked, it ran smoothly. Yeah. It ran, you know, 30 frames per second. Uh, we have to obviously play it more to see if it never hitches, but it looked pretty stable and it, it looked good. I it mean, if it yeah. if it never hitches, I think then that's a problem because it's not really the <laughs> Skyrim <laughs> that we all I was going to say, yeah, if, it, if, if it's a Bethesda <laughs> game, probably going to have a few hitches. Like, yeah. eventually you're going to start spawning, like, cakes and rabbits into the middle of a field and, yeah. like, you know, make the make a bunch of characters too big and it's all going to glitch out. But that's but, what people are looking for. But, yeah, I've, I've watched it for a couple of minutes and, and, and it ran well. Yeah. We saw a new Super Mario Odyssey level for the first time called Luncheon Kingdom, mm. which I just love. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think that, like, to be completely honest with you, I've liked a lot of the stuff we've seen so far, but it's felt like a little grounded. I mean, it's like a forest and there's like a city full of people. Yeah. This is just like pure ridiculous. Like, it feels like something ripped out of Mario mm -hmm. 3. Yeah. I'm not. A f I'm actually not that big of a fan of the look of it. Like it's very pastel. Oh, really? Very really? stylized. Very. Lo everything looks, you know, like polygons. But I yeah. feel like it doesn't have enough. There aren't enough like effects to make it look like something. I get that they're going for something yeah. really stylized. So, so back so when we. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I don't like. You know when you're coloring Easter eggs and all the colors are just like baby pink and baby Doing blue? Doing that last week? That yeah. makes me angry. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that back when Super Mario Odyssey was first revealed, they teased this area. There was a few shots in that initial trailer of this uh, uh, Luncheon Kingdom. Yep. Yeah. And honestly, that's probably the most exciting thing to me in that I trailer. Like, I thought it was, it's so different looking and so unique that it really got me stoked to see more of it. So I was really glad that... that Gamescom in particular, their demo focused on that area. It's yeah. funny. I mean, we would have loved to have this on our show. They're not taking this around at all, right? And mm -hmm. it's not playable. They're so. having this luncheon by themselves. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> that sad, was just on their show. It's a sad but, luncheon. Um, <laughs> some of the gameplay we saw, you know, it's got this food theme going. There's like a big pot of food and, and you like can kick things in there yeah, and get the rewards. Right. And yeah. Mario's got this power up that we're checking out. It's like a chef's hat basically. Yeah. And he's, uh, I don't know if he's running around cooking or it's, it's all very confusing. He also turned into like one of the flame guys and jumped into the soup basically. And yeah. Like when he, looked, he looks like Pac-Man when he, he looks he, like that. He turned into like a boiling yeah. sun to jump into <laughs> soup to collect coins. So game of the year, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> you can lock it down right yeah. now. I mean, I honestly think that, like, while we're here, like, I think it's going to come down to Zelda and Mario. I think Nintendo's, like, big, big, big iconic it's a big sort of ten-pole character. That's a big statement. That's a big statement. This I'll has make been it. a killer, yeah. 
killer year for games, and there's still, I mean, if, if this show has been any indication, we have a ton of heavy hitters coming in the yeah, fall I know. that uh, I could put right up there with either of those games. Yeah, that's well, some big stuff. say specifically Switch Game of the Year, I think is going to come down to these two. Yeah. Oh, no, oh you're going to vote for Splatoon. Yeah. No, yeah, I, he I would pick Zelda yeah. over Splatoon too. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I really dig about this per particular demo is it shows how distinctly unique this Mario is from other ones. I feel like, especially the, the power moons that you're collecting, they're just everywhere. And this is another prime example of in the 15-minute gameplay demo that Nintendo showed, they collected like five or six different power moons, right. all using different techniques to collect them in different ways to, you know, take over one character, heat up the soup, boom, you get a power moon. Yep. Take yep. over a, a hammer bro and throw yep. the, the hammers at the cheese blocks, and, and they, they find another power moon. Mm -hmm. like it's, the amount of everywhere. transformations is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it's like, it reminds me of a game, not Banjo-Kazooie, but like it has all these different moves, but like Space Station Silicon Valley, some of the classic games yes. where you just had this huge variety of things that you could turn into or take over. Yeah. Now, I know how like 3D Mario games translate to consoles. I'm wondering how this will sort of work as a handheld game, because it has to sort of function as both. I mean, Breath of the Wild did, right? Yeah, with the hat throw. You mean yeah, without so the motion controls? That's my biggest question, is because we know that you can put like a nice spin on your hat throws, depending on how you flick your wrist. But then today in the demo that they were showing, uh, the, when you take over a hammer, bro, you can hit Y to toss frying pans in, yeah. the, in, mm -hmm. the, cooking, in the luncheon kingdom. But if you do like a double karate chop motion, <laughs> you just spit out this like string of, of frying pans. It's just yeah. like rapid fire. How do you do that it's when you're handheld? It's a shift key, you know I think. I mean? like, you just gotta hold down maybe the key so. Yeah, 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 they're yeah. not really I, talking I, about any of yeah, that. I'm, so I'm, I'm curious really as to how that. those motion nuances actually work during handheld or I totally during uh, docked mode. Yeah, and yeah. like, you know, if it's like the sort of challenges are gonna feel bite-sized enough to pick one up. And like, I remember like with Zelda, like, Picking up the switch and doing a shrine was the sort of perfect sort of testament. It's like 15 minutes, right, yep. from start to finish. So uh, we will know much more this fall when that comes out in October. In the meantime, we got to check out Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2, which apparently we had found out sort of quietly was coming to Switch a few months back. But yep. they haven't really been screaming from the rafters about this, which I absolutely think they should be because this game looks gorgeous. Um, we had Lego City Undercover near the Switch's launch. Nice. Uh, we are getting Lego Worlds in about a week or two, but this is like the, the sort of the Lego games that people have come to know and expect over the last few years. Lego Star Wars, uh, the original trilogy mm -hmm. is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, this is an absolutely fun, awesome multiplayer game, and it's coming to Switch. You'll be able to play with two Joy-Cons and one screen. Yep. The only bad news is it's November 14th for PS4 and Xbox One, uh, and the holiday for Switch. Ah, so yeah, a little, well, hopefully, just a bit of a delay. you know, it yeah. depends on who's porting it, and hopefully they can get it out on time. This is obviously, the footage is from the PlayStation uh, 4 version, yeah. so let's hope the, the port is good. You know, I mean, Nintendo ports have been pretty good of the Lego games, I feel like, except yeah. for 3DS always takes a bit of a hit. Well, I think that, like, the team was kind of mm -hmm. looking at the Switch and said specifically, like, you know, that this thing is technically up to snuff and can handle what they're trying to throw at it. I think the Wii U is sort of, you know, a little bit more difficult to, to bring together when yeah. it came to competent cross-platform ports, but... Um, yeah, this game looks awesome. I really love how much they're leaning into the weirdness in the Marvel Comics history. Uh, they've got yeah. characters like Throg, which is like a <laughs> Thor frog. There's Carnum, which is like this weird carnage venom mix. Uh, there's all these different uh, sort of versions of iconic characters. Th they're also doing some stuff that's like pretty much directly inspired by the new movies without calling it as much. Yeah. Sure. So yeah, yeah I'm it, excited for this. It's been a long good. time since I really sunk my teeth into a Lego game. and. 
the fact that this is coming to Switch is yeah. definitely like a big seller for me. Like I'm really yeah. excited to, to check it out there. And also, just like you were saying, the number of characters is absolute. Like, look at this character roster. Yeah, this is oh, insane. This is nuts. This is freaking yeah. insane. You can oh play as Lord. any of these characters <laughs> in any level and have a completely different experience. And the cool That's thing about bizarre. What's yeah, like you said, the great thing about Switch is sort of playing in handheld mode. And the, you know, like the way I think about <laughs> these games is sort of. Uh, like, and this is a weird way to describe it, but they're kind of mindless. Yeah. And I mean that in a good way. Like, yeah. I can kind of zone out, watch, like, you know, watch a season of Breaking Bad or something and sit on my couch and just <laughs> be like, oh, I got Throg and 10 of his friends today. That's good. Good Lord. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. a huge roster. And we haven't seen, like, a fraction of them. Look at that little boy. Right now. Look at him go. It's so cool. <laughs> um, it's slippy. Yeah, this is this is definitely one of this is the kind of stuff like when people are like, I want more third party support. You know, they're always talking about like Battlefront. They're talking about GTA. Yep. Uh, this is part of it. You know, this yeah. is really part of that conversation, whether you realize it or not. So the Lego mm -hmm. games have always been pretty good about uh, bringing their stuff over to yeah. Nintendo to as everything. Well, so. yeah, well yeah, yeah, I mean, they they, the they, they've got phones. this like uh, manifest destiny sort of thing. So I totally get that. But uh, yeah, I think that that it's sort of a no brainer that it would show up on the Switch, and I'm glad that they're continuing yep. their support through this new generation. Now, uh, many of us are still playing Arms. Uh, maybe. Splatoon took that conversation away from you, or maybe you're just focusing on new games, but ARMS is still a living, breathing, punching community. It's growing. That game uh, will continue to grow over time. And we yeah. found out about a new character. Yeah, so uh, they announced uh, Lollipop, uh, who is the new <laughs> Lola Pop. Lola Pop. Mm -hmm. Not Lola Pop. Not all mm -hmm. one word. Not Lollipop. Yeah. yeah. First Pop. name Lola, last mm -hmm. name Pop. This is uh, <laughs> this is the uh, reveal trailer. Wow. This is the reveal trailer here. I like that exclamation mark we uh -huh. threw in there. Thanks for that, Barry. Nightmare Candyland. Yeah. So um, <laughs> Nintendo describes Lola Pop as a street forming pugilist and a well traveled clown. I think she's a terrifying balloon person. <laughs> um, all we needed was a clown. Yeah. Man. So this oh, is bizarre. Uh, but yeah, she's here. She's got this uh, cookies and candy filled arena now. <laughs> the interesting thing about this arena is that it's it's built on a zigzag, right? So she's sort of a def uh, highly defensive character, uh -huh. and this arena sort of speaks to that because she can do this cool thing where she can inflate her balloon body and bounce through the arena and on this zigzag map can trap people, which is kind of interesting. See oh, here, cool. you can see it here. So she, it's really easy for her to corner people on her own map, on her home turf. So that's that's pretty yep. awesome. And then she's got a couple of unique weapons here, like the fun chuck, which is uh, we've <laughs> seen before. But then the, the biffler, when you charge it, uh, it's you got made a, that up. No, yeah, it's true. Yeah, yep. It's got a blind effect to it. And then I think the coolest thing that she's got is this uh, uh, shield arm. It's called the clapback shield. And uh, when you charge it, you, it acts as, obviously it acts as a shield, but when you charge it, if you deflect an incoming attack, it bounces back to your opponent and also hits them with a charge, right? So if your opponent has a charge that, say, automatically takes out one of your limbs or something, mm. that effect is automatically implied if you manage to time it right. So that's pretty awesome as a defensive yeah. character. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then we saw in that trailer there, she's coming in uh, version in the version 3 update. Yep. So yeah. Do we have any idea when that's happening? Uh, not off the top of my head. Hopefully so. No. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that they've announced a specific date for the version 3 update. Yeah. i got to check on that. But well, anyway, Nintendo, take your time because we hate clowns. Yeah. They're horrible. Hopefully they time <laughs> Hopefully they time her arrival. Uh, with just the movie it? Yeah, I was going to yep. say. They coincide it with the release mm -hmm. of Stephen King's It. <laughs> then you can have two <laughs> terrifying clowns in your life. In one day. Yeah. That's a great idea. They, they should do a trailer where just a little red balloon is floating. Yeah. Like <laughs> um, EA has a cool new sort of indie label called EA Origins where they're doing mm -hmm. some weird artsy stuff. And one of the games that they're working on, uh, the first game under this label, is a game called... Uh, Fe? Fe. 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 
It's been a running joke, but this that it's this game looks obviously. really yeah, really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's pr it's no. spelled F E. When you look up F E game, you get like a thousand Google links to Fire Emblem. <laughs> yeah, uh, but this game looks really beautiful. Andrew Goldfarb put up a preview for it, um, and I'm I'm really into the art direction to this game. So this is coming awesome. to Switch. Yep. That's the yeah. big news here. So Nintendo's bringing this cool new game to Switch. Um, it's got some uh, Zelda elements to it. It's got some sort of Metroidvania-ish elements, uh, although. You know, we're a little hesitant to call it that because it is a 3D kind of open world-ish platforming game. Yeah. Um, and the hook here is that it's sort of like getting lost in the woods where it's terrifying at first and then it gets more com comfortable and then probably terrifying again. Yeah, so it's got this, this, you said it was sort of a Metroidvania and that's definitely the vibe that I'm picking up because it's got, I think, five distinct areas and they... You start in this sort of open world but a lot of the stuff is blocked off to you, right? Yeah. So you have to find uh, your main weapon per se, is um, the, the tones that you howl in as your little wolf man. Uh -huh. um, and <laughs> you meet other animals and gain the ability to replicate their sounds, and that opens up different paths for you throughout the course of your play. Um, so in, in that sense, it is very Metroidvania, where you know, you'll start with areas that are blocked off, but you'll find the ability sort of organically to access these areas and fight those enemies. Sure. I love the look. I mean, it, I it, gives, really me, cool, it yeah. gives me Wind Waker vibes. And yes. You know, it just has this kind of dream landscape mm. um, mm -hmm. uh, uh, set up. And yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's, it's great. You know, we heard uh, uh, that third parties are taking a wait-and-see uh, approach, and, you know, we, we talked uh, last week about whether FIFA is the right game for EA to say, we'll see how that sells before we support yeah. Switch. But it's good to see that they're, they're I think going in I with think titles Faye like is the that. one. Yeah. Or Fee. Or Fee. Fee. We'll work it out. Yeah. Uh, but early Fox 2018 emblem. for that one. Um, is that what it stands no. for? Fox, Fox emblem? emblem? No, I just made that up. <laughs> you, can't just, you can't just say a lie. It's called Fox just Emblem. throw it out there for everyone yeah. to have. Just a free lie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Fox Emblem. Yeah. Anyway, early 2018, so keep an eye out on that one. Um, really cool, really interesting, kind of sneaky news. Final Fantasy XV, uh, the big uh, sort of like open world sprawling uh, across multi-platform game uh, for what was last year, was it? Yeah. Um, how, you, did you finish that game? I did. No? Yeah, you did. I did, yeah. A gigantic game. It's effectively getting a big-headed chibi demake for mobile devices. Yep. It is the full game. Everyone just looks weird <laughs> or sick, which yeah. I love. This is this is fantastic. Yeah, I so love that it looks idea. A lot like, it looks a lot like the uh, Final Fantasy 3 and 4 uh, remakes for 3D, uh, or for DS. For DS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah. artwork from mm -hmm. the tiny characters. Which also made their way to mobile. And, um, yeah. and so, so there's a, a couple of compromises here, obviously, in the way the, the gameplay flows. Um, the battles now are touchscreen-based. The entire game, in fact, is touchscreen-based. You won't get like full-fledged cutscenes with voice acting and stuff like that. It's all text, as you can see, yep. or not see. Um, but the main thing here is that Tabata said in the quote, there's a certain console out there people may be thinking of. It sounds a bit like Twitch. Yeah. He said that on a Twitch stream to add uh, to our text. Yeah. I see so that basically angle. when people ask him, like, you know, any chance of this coming to consoles, like, which would be a little weird to have like on PS4, Final Fantasy 15, and also Final Fantasy 15 yep. mobile. Yep. But uh, here it is. This is a possibility. So they haven't actually worked, gotten controller support working with this yet, but there's a strong chance that we will get a Final Fantasy game on Switch, uh, and that it might be entirely touchscreen based, which I think is like really fascinating. Uh, I see, but yeah. a long game no? like that, I would appreciate the ability to dock it and play. And by the way, some if you've played Final Fantasy 15, it's really funny. You'll recognize all the sequences. Mm. You know, yeah. the beginning with pushing the car. Just now, uh, the the battle are deeper. Uh, that's deeper in the game. Um, 
it's a long game. And if this game doesn't compress everything into tiny time as well, uh -huh. I want to be able to dock well, it and play it at home. Too. I have news for you. Oh. Tiny time also coming to Tiny Switch. time is available <laughs> because uh, this game is episodic. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah, it's 10 episodes. <laughs> it's tiny time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, think it's, I think it's really unique. I think that, that Square is desperately trying to create this franchise out of Final Fantasy XV to sort of recoup. Um, 10 years they of They spend a long time yeah, on, you know on what making I mean? it. Which yeah. I, I totally understand. Yeah. Um, we kind of had the idea when when we were booking the show, obviously we, you know, we're given news from, like, we have an announcement, we can't tell you what it is, but like, we have an announcement coming for your live show, so, you know, we had Final Fantasy 15 on the live show, and the announcement turned out to be um, Final Fantasy 15 coming to PCs right. with NVIDIA support, and just looking absolutely crazy. Just Yep. One of the most beautiful video games I've ever seen in my life, especially cranked up to 4K. And um, I, I, as a person that's never finished that game, I was watching and I was like, yeah, I got to get back to that game. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. looks, that looks really great. And as hmm. much as I would love to do it on Switch, I don't want to do it in this tiny form. Really? That's like, weird. Yeah. yeah. I feel differently because you know, sometimes you see a, a, a trailer reme a re of a movie remade in a different style. Like somebody will do an animated version of the Star Wars trailer or a Lego version like mm -hmm. animated. I mm -hmm. feel like this is similar to that where I'm, I'm looking at the scene so I kind of want to see what the yeah. adaptation looks like now. And I sank a lot of hours into the, into the original game. I don't know that I will replay it for higher fidelity. If you haven't yeah. uh, finished it yet, maybe well, that's I would a good Well, I would also be willing approach. to play it on lower fidelity on my Switch. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like if, oh, there was I a, if there was a sort of in-between port yeah. that's not the mobile version and not the you know, PS4 like the, or Xbox the version. Little chunky I, think those, I think those little chunkers are very cute, <laughs> but I'm not particularly into <laughs> experiencing a 60-plus hour game that's all text-driven and all tap-based, and like that just doesn't appeal to me. Well, it'll be mini time, you know, remember? I, I, I it'll say be mini time. Yeah, Chibi tiny time. time. I say, give me 60 hours of tapping those chunkers. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, when first parties aren't there and third parties aren't there, uh, which it seems like they are in, in stage right now, there are Nindies, which are Nintendo Indies, and Perrin and I sort of peered around the back. I know, it was a weird segue. Give me 60 hours <laughs> of tapping those them little chunkers. chunkers. Yep. That's my. That's I'm gonna put that at the top of my uh. Twitter feed. Uh, we peered around the top of, or the back of paired the, around the paired around the back paired, of yeah. the Switch booth or Nintendo booth here, and we were surprised to see this massive wall mm -hmm. of tiny games, all these Nindies, right? And now we've been doing a really good job of covering Indies on NVC, trying to give, uh, you know, sort of. A good, a good, yeah, we well, you know, pat ourselves on the back. We'll pat them on the back because they're making, there's very small teams all over the world making really cool games. Yep. We've talked about so many of them on the show and I want to continue to. And it's really happy, it's really, really cool to see Nintendo doing that too. So uh, there was well, a. Well, and making smart choices. Yes, yep. like, exactly. And making choices that, that they are specifically looking at and saying, this will work for Nintendo Switch, this will work for our audience. Yeah. Yep, yeah. exactly. So we got a list of all of the games that we saw okay. back there. I'm going to fly through them very quickly and Perry's going to give me a <laughs> half a sentence synopsis of them <laughs> as best he can. Uh, which <laughs> might be difficult, but we're going to try it. Uh, SteamWorld Dig 2. Oh, that's awesome. That, that's not half a sentence. It looks really good. Don't just say it's it looks like, good. What is it? Oh, SteamWorld. You, you're basically, if you played Boulder Dash back in the days, you're digging down. It's a 2D kind of, uh, you know, 2D animated game. Uh, you used to dig down and up and uh -huh. break blocks and discover treasures and fight enemies. Now it's Metroidvania. You yeah. go any direction. You know, there's certain bricks you can't destroy. And so you, you just kind of have to find your way through this world, get new power-ups and stuff. It looks awesome. It looks really pretty. It really does. It runs at 60. I mean, the art is sharp and beautiful. Yeah. These, yeah. these guys make really uh, gorgeous games. Yeah. I loved this I, first That was my, my favorite game out of the whole lineup there. Yeah. yeah. How does it look, though? Yeah, beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful and awesome. Beautiful. Put it on the box. Yep. Yokus, Yokus Island Express. 
That was a very Rain. That's a like a 2D side scroller, really Rayman looking. Very, style. very beautiful, very, very awesome, beautiful, very rainy, awesome, very beautiful. Uh, yeah, this one's yeah. got a, like really nice hand drawn art style. I didn't right? get to play it unfortunately, but it, it has a beautiful, very nice art style. Yep, uh, I would I would take a closer look at that one too. Battle Chasers Night War. They're going to be on the show today. Ooh, ooh, oh, you got oh, this yeah. one? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Battle Chasers Night War is uh, Joe Mad's new game. Joe Mad from Darksiders and Uncanny X Men fame. Oh, cool. Yep. And uh, it is a sort of isometric. Uh, dungeon Explorer, Dungeon Crawler, mm -hmm. um, and then the battle system is very um, JRPG, uh, turn-based, uh, three-character. Uh, it looks really cool. I've actually been tracking this game pretty closely since they announced it on Kickstarter, yep. and uh, they were on our E3 live show as well. Oh, cool. So I've been sort of championing this game to get them on to our live shows because I think it's it's such a gorgeous-looking game because yep. it, it uses Joe Mad's art style for the uh, cutscenes and dialogue, and then it's got this great like sort of isometric exploration-based uh, gameplay, and then JRPG combat, which both of those are sort of right up my alley. Yeah. So Sorry we don't have any footage of any no, of it's these okay. yet. But uh, we we'll, we'll have we'll, all that we'll stuff for you on IGN down. and on YouTube. Uh, we'll fly through the next few. Monster Boy. Uh, well, uh, you it's played the, the, yeah. the previous one. Yep. Beautiful. Yep. Be beautiful, beautiful looking hand drawn, sides awesome. Scroll. Awesome. I mean, you monsters, you definitely boys, see boys. A, you definitely see a theme. The the games that we saw, the variety was either two D side scroller, very uh, very Rayman approach, yeah. except for Steam World, or kind of more the exploration based game, isometric and three D. But flipping yeah. death, that was weird. It was a little box that you roll around, so it's got the, got a little physics system. But that one is fully in three D. Are like you sure that was animated? No, you're thinking of the unbox? other one. Unbox? Oh, that's Unbox. That's yeah. Unbox Newbies Bench. <laughs> yeah. I love these I names. I didn't see Flipping Box. Uh, what was that one? Not, well, well, if you don't have it, you don't yeah, have I it. I didn't see that one. Sorry. So Nine Parchments. That is Gauntlets. Yeah. Like Gauntlet Legends. Like basically four players working together. You can play locally or online. Away. Journey to the Unexpected. Um, that's a really interesting game. It's kind of like this... Um, it's like a 3D first, pr like a 3D adventure game with uh, more, uh, again, Wind Waker-ish art style, but it's more kind of multi-path adventure. Talk to characters. All the characters are sprite-based. So like, it's made by a tiny team, just two people. It's um, like Mist. Um, no, like um, free, more free roam, more okay. uh, more animated looking. Okay. Uh, and then yeah, the the kind of 2D sprite-based graphics existing in that 3D world, more okay. like a Paper Mario in a way. But um, it. but it's um, it, it's an homage. It's not made in Japan, but it's an homage to Japanese anime. It even has like a Japanese theme song to oh, it. Cool. And look really cute. You're, yeah. wait, you're wildly over the character. Yeah, line, I'm so sorry. I'll, I'm I'll talking too much about. And this. finally, Uncle Moonshine and the Devious Whistle. You made that one up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, for a second, a couple I weeks ago, say it's I would play a game called Uncle Moonshine and the, and Devious, the Devious Whistle. whistle. Yeah. That whistle that is crazy. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we had Jeremy Dunham from Rocket League on the show. Yeah. Uh, we yep. talked about we basically pitched to him when are you going to make some like mario cars some you know ex nintendo exclusive stuff for switch it's happening yeah so they're making two cars uh one of them comes in two varieties mario and luigi uh which does some cool stuff so if you pick your orange team you'll get mario if you pick the blue team there's you'll those get luigi. cars yep. there they are and they have this really cool thing it's sort of a like uh starburst that sparkles. flies behind them yeah sparkle sparkles so that one's really awesome i love it obviously no brainer you know there's water effects on the front so that's beautiful but more importantly they're making a Samus gunship, yeah. which is basically a Metroid Prime car. Uh, I'm super happy about this. Yeah, this car two looks colors so obviously super cool. uh, as well. Yep. They only showed this one, I think. Yeah, so this is based um, on the various suits effectively, and uh, that has a wave beam boost. I still so. want the Samus Morph Ball Ball. Yeah. 
That's redundant. I, I feel like yeah, that would, I feel like that's kind of a no-brainer. Ball ball. I feel like that's let's, definitely coming. Let Samus Kara kick Samus around. Uh, that's yeah. so, that's that's so odd. No. Per, this reminds me a lot of uh, your the car you drive on day-to-day -day basis. Oh yeah, it looks I a lot I like have, the Tesla. I have a no. That doesn't <laughs> look anything like it. Uh, launching very very soon on Switch is Mario and Rabbids. Uh -huh. Yeah, that, that comes out next week. Next week, yeah. very soon. So uh, you'll be able to play that in just a few days. We just found out, sort of coming in a little bit late on this one, but uh, that it's going to get a season pass. It's 19.99. It's going to have basically three content drops. Um, you'll have at launch eight exclusive steampunk weapons. Uh, later on in the year, you'll get new solo challenges and some co-op maps. And then next year in 2018, new story content, which my guess is Rabbit Waluigi. I'm just going to throw that this out This is there. completely made up again. You have no idea what I, it's going to yeah, be. 80% of this job is lies. You're a serial liar. No. <laughs> Speculation. Did you, see, <laughs> did you guys see the Rabbit Kong uh, figure on the show floor? Ginormous no. figure? Kong. Yeah, yeah. He is, yeah, he's a 20-foot tall monster. It's uh, That's terrifying. It, I, I like him. I like him, too. I, I, I'd uh, hang out with him. He's for sale. You can buy him. You can bring him home. You can? Yeah. The giant one. Yeah, I'm talking about the one that's like... $10,000. You put him in your car, bring him home. Okay, I feel like this is just a lie cast yeah, at this yeah, point. Yeah, really right? I really like what Nintendo is doing. What, and I'm not sure if this is a Nintendo call or a Ubisoft call, but what they've done with their DLC plan. In uh, the first drop is a very structural, like here's 10 extra maps, here's yeah. a, a challenge mode in Zelda, and then you get a story drop six months down the line. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that adds so much to the longevity of some of the bigger titles that are coming out, you know, like Zelda, like Mario Rabbids. Yep. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. I agree. Mm -hmm. And it shows that this partnership's, you know, here to stay. They're going to be working on this game for a very long time. I think that, like, if you were, I, I don't even think you should be, but if you're worried about ha not having enough content at launch, yeah. uh, there's plenty more coming. So that's I'm good to know. I'm yeah. stupidly excited for that game. Yeah, I'm me really too. glad that it comes out when we get back what to a, the game. What zone. a weird, like, boomerang effect we have with that game. Because yeah. when all the leaks came out, I was, like, repulsed. I was yeah. like, yeah. why would you do that? And then the E3 debut happened with David. Soliani crying and Miyamoto on stage and it was magical and I was like I'm into it and you know now I just w want more of it so yeah. it just looks different from any of the the games that are on the platform and yeah. honestly I mean uh, these kind of turn-based games that's not a genre that we see that much yet on yeah. Nintendo systems you obviously had Fire Emblem on the on the 3DS we haven't seen one on Switch yet so this is a different genre that we don't have on the machine yet. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Uh, and we will have plenty of impressions on that game on next week's NVC, I believe. Uh, so. And then right after that, we will be in Seattle. Which oh God! Yeah, that's happening too. Yes. For PAX, yep. uh, and we'll have a we have a meet and greet there. There's a party shaped thing on Saturday night. Uh, we have details on that. I'll I'll tweet. Party about. shaped? Yep. Yeah, it's party shaped. Yeah. And then on Sunday yep. at 7:30, we have a panel. An NVC panel yeah. for the first time at PAX West. Yeah, I first think? time at PAX yeah. West. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, we did we did something at PAX East before, but you know this is the first time for me at PAX uh, West actually in Seattle. You've never been? Yeah, never been. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. such a cool show. Are oh, you gonna so love it? So you're yeah. going? Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'm be going. There. So we'll all you're be there. Going. We're also okay. gonna bring some friends on from Nintendo and, or from from IGN uh, to talk about Nintendo. We are going to rank the top ten Nintendo games ever made. Of all time. Of that, ever made. Of all, all platforms. That should go well. All genres. Yes, that'll be easy. Considering he's always wrong. Yes. Yeah. And you're always so, right. And yeah. I always lie. So we're But are we, are we taking audience requests then? <laughs> we are. So that's, that's mm -hmm. the whole thing. We're going to try to interact with the audience as much as possible. It's going to be a lot of booing and hissing and cheering. Uh, and then we will settle on a list. And then when that list goes up and the comments are angry, we're, we're going to blame you. That's right. Which is great. Yep. It takes the heat off of us yep. for once. This is how we're going to do it from now yeah. on. We just always fly to Seattle, do the lists there. There it is. Yeah. Uh, that about wraps it up for Nintendo and Nintendo Voice Chat, specifically at Gamescom. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, we've got plenty more to cover right here on IGN Live for Gamescom. So thanks for listening, watching, and please stick around.
contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.